0: All right, I think we're back. Okay, sorry about that. Not sure what's going on. Technical difficulties. It's windy again uh, up here at the house. So, uh, the studio is the major mortgage, mortgage man cave. Technical difficulties. It's windy again. Where am I at here? Why am I getting feedback? Okay, hold on a second. Mortgage man cave. Let's turn this down. Where here? Why am I getting feedback? Hold on a second. Oh, we are having fun right now. This is good stuff. Always a good time. Right? Oh, we are having fun. Hold on, right let's now. pause There's this. Where's it at? Always a good time. Right. There we go. Not sure. Okay. We're back. Right? We're back. Can everybody hear us? Good. Sorry about that. You can watch live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, listen live on Podbean Network One Sports, Treasure State Radio, and uh and much more. But we are back. Okay. Whew. I love technology, man. It's so much fun when it works. So much fun when it works. So there we go. All right, we got to get to. Uh, All okay, right. So what's coming up? What was I talking about? Rocky Mountain College. The fiasco. We're waiting on an update now. There was a there was an, uh, a meeting yesterday with players and and coaches or players and parents. There were players and parents met. Met uh, yesterday. It's so much fun when it works. There we go. And we were, I know what happened, I know the, the result, but I basically have been sworn to, to wait for this press release coming out from Bob Wilmoth. And hopefully it comes before 5 o'clock, before we get off the air. But we will talk about Rocky and uh, more with uh, Mark Sampson coming up. Because I want to get his thoughts as being an athletic director and dealing with things like this. And it's happened before at Rocky as well. And we'll talk to Lori uh, Lori, Lori Jo Neubauer tomorrow, now Lori Jo Berg, about her thoughts because the same type of deal happened to her sister Steph and Alyssa Root, a team captain back in 2006. At Rocky. So we'll talk to her tomorrow on the show. Also, uh, Steve Keller, Providence coach, will join us to talk Providence basketball. I've got the uh, semifinals coming up. Quarterfinals tonight in the Frontier Conference. And you've got the Rocky Girls Sands six players at UM uh, Western. And then you also have. Uh that the Western guys are at Northern or Tech and Tech Girls are at Northern. It's uh at five o'clock and then northern at seven. You also have okay, so the Carroll Providence men and women each have a buy. And I love how uh everything flows once you have a plan and then it just kinda goes away because <laughs> <laughs> of technology. Good good stuff. Anyway, so we're going to talk about uh, the quarterfinals, which begin tonight. And I will tell you the ex- I know Rocky women are at Western. And then you've got Northern hosting Tech on the women's side. Those games at 5 o'clock at the top of the hour. Men, Tech, is hosting Rocky. Northern hosting Western. And those come up at 7 o'clock. And then you've got the number one seed on the men's side, Providence, the two seed Carroll, hosting Saturday semifinals. Carroll women, the number one seed. Providence women, the two seed, hosting semifinals on Saturday. Women's championship Monday. Men's championship is coming up on Tuesday night next week. We will be in, Missouri, in Great Falls next week doing the state a championship for the nfhs we're going to be attempting to do the show up there it's it's not something easy as just taking a couple of things i mean we've got to basically aside from all the paraphernalia and memorabilia tear down the entire system haul it up to great falls and set it up so we're going to attempt to do shows up there wednesday thursday friday next week from the state a while we're also broadcasting which is fun should be a great time. All right, uh, still want you to weigh in. We've had some people weigh in on the tech issue, or uh, the Rocky issue, by the way. Uh, you can, by email, Jason at JasonWalkerShow.com. You can tweet us at Jay Walker Sports. You can also uh, call in or text 209-1267. All right, so I did get a call last night as well uh, from a parent of a Rocky JV player, and we've been talking about the Rocky issue for uh, you know a couple of weeks now, and also Izzy Spruit, the lone senior, was on the show uh, a couple of days ago, and she had said, you know, it was basically some freshmen that had complained. Well, it was freshmen on the varsity team, just a couple that complained about playing time and Coach West Keller's abrasive coaching style. Now. There is so much divide, I'm, I'm being told, in the locker room. I don't know how Rocky women's basketball moves on from this. It's going to be an interesting offseason. More than likely, their season ends tonight. But there is going to be a very interesting offseason because you've got infighting amongst players, both varsity and JV, and the varsity's fighting with the varsity, the JV's fighting with the varsity, and each other. It's just it's crazy nuts down there in Billings right now, and it's going to be, like I said, an interesting off season for Rocky basketball. And again, we're waiting a press release so that I can, that I can mention this. But there was a a, a meeting yesterday between. The players and the parents, along with President Bob Wilmoth. and a resolution was um, came to, uh, was was come to last night. We're waiting for uh, President Wilmoth, though to issue the the statement before I can say anything. It's technically been, I guess, embargoed is the word, but and I can't even give a hint. That's the that's the crappy part. Can't even give a hint of uh, of what's what's going on. So. Um, but we are going to get an administrator's view of how it might have been handled differently when we talk to Mark Durham, former uh, athletics director and coach. He's in the Western Hall of Fame down there in Dillon and a cancer survivor. Great guy. Mark Durham's going to join us next. Uh, Also, Kyle Sampson will talk to us a little bit later on in the show about a tech player uh, who just underwent his first surgery uh, yesterday, a week and a half after finding out he has cancer, and it's a rare cancer. The uh, MSU Idaho women basketball have, for the series has been canceled. There is a COVID at Idaho University of, and so Montana State women uh, not going to play Idaho this week. They had, uh, canceled tonight's game. They were still hoping to play Saturday, but it wasn't just going. It's just it's not feasible. It Wasn't going to happen. So they're not going to play tonight. You do have uh, some basketball tonight in the Big Sky. You've got uh, football in the Big Sky this weekend as well. Mhm. And uh, football in the frontier is coming up in a couple of weeks as well. Mhm. So there you go. All right, we're going to talk to Mark Dern when we come back and uh, get his thoughts about how he would have handled the situation at Rocky Mountain College with the women's basketball program a little differently. And uh, also uh, on this day in history, The Walk-Off, much more coming up on a Thursday. Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center. Or you can visit him at 2001, 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122. Equal housing lender.
2: Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right.
0: Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Welcome back, Jason Walker Show, inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave. We are presented by Capital Collision Center. And still to come, Kyle Sampson is going to talk to us about uh, tech or digger football player Isaiah Alec, who underwent his first surgery a week and a half after being diagnosed with cancer yesterday. And we'll give you an update on how you can help. Uh, also on this day in history, much more coming up, but I want to get to our first guest on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. He is a long-term, or long-time or coach and uh, administrator in athletics. He's in the Western Hall of Fame. His name is Mark Durham, and he joins us now. How are you, Coach?
3: Uh, doing very well, thanks.
0: Speaking of health, how are you doing?
3: Well, you know, knock on wood, I, I know your next guest is going to talk about cancer and I've been down that road and I actually, I donated to the, to the funds you're going to talk about. I, I was uh, lucky enough to have people do that for me, um, a few years back and, uh, and, and very appreciative of it. And it really does make a difference when you're going through that stuff to take some of that pressure off for costs that you don't even realize that you're going to run into. And so, uh, I would definitely give a plug to everybody to, if you, if you can afford it, to, doesn't matter the amount, um, the power of numbers really pays off. But, uh, so yeah, going back to my knock on wood, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm, uh, I'm basically three years out. Uh, I was right in the middle of it as we speak three years ago. And, uh, I was, I was hoping maybe my voice would have got lower going through throat cancer, but I, I, I still get called a woman when I go through the drive-thru at McDonald's. So that didn't change, but luckily enough, I'm here to joke about it yeah. and, uh, uh, and got through it. And and it, it wasn't my turn. And, and, uh, I mean, even before that, I appreciated every day I got and, and I, I still do and try to live life to its fullest. So, um, I, uh, I go to Mayo every three months for checkups and they literally just bump me to, to every six months. So that means I must be headed in the right direction. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so, uh, so doing good. Uh, you know, a few swallow issues here and there, but it's nothing I can't live with. And, um, so yeah, yeah, so, uh, feel good.
0: Mark Durham joining us here on the Jason Walker show and, uh, that that's fantastic news. I was trying, I was searching Facebook of yours, trying to find pictures to put up, but they all have pictures of your daughters and Kelsey and Callie, and I, I just was like, no, I just want a picture of of Coach. And there's literally nothing of you on your Facebook page of just you.
3: Well, that yeah, that's a good thing. I uh, <laughs> I have two awesome daughters, and uh, obviously I think I I, I gotta remember back to. Were you there, with Callie's freshman year at MSU? I remember one or
0: two years. I think I did most of her PA stuff. I think I did most yeah. of it. Yeah.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, then you moved, uh, um, moved on. But um, yeah, two great daughters, love them to death. We do a lot of fun stuff together, and and uh, they haven't fallen too far from the tree. They, uh, I taught them well how to have a good time. So, um, <laughs> you know, uh, we only get to go through this thing one time. So, we're, uh, my motto is, I'm, I'm going to make sure I. I uh I make the most of it. But yeah, so that's it. Yeah. Um I figured, yeah, I'm I'm there, there's no reason just to have a picture of me. I try to cover myself with, with my two gorgeous daughters so they don't have to
0: check me out. You should put a shirt on more though.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey man. Hey I'm fifty six. I'm fifty six and uh and I work out every single day I've had my entire life. So uh you know, proud of well, I obviously was blessed with a high metabolism. Because um, I haven't cooked in like 30 years either. I Ate out every meal, but um, but yeah, try to uh, try to stay as fit as I can, and and uh, but that's just because I'm in warm places. I I've lived in Montana my whole life, but I get out of here a lot. I like that sun.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, it's good for you too. They say that vitamin D. Uh, well, Mark, Durham, that's what they say. That's what they say. Joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. All right, um, I wanted I reached out to you not only to get a health update, but also. Because I wanted your thoughts on the situation at Rocky. And you've been a coach. You've been an administrator uh, in the Frontier at Western. And to me, it's a fiasco. I've read some of your Facebook and Twitter comments as well. And and it just appears it wasn't handled the right way. And I wanted your thoughts on it.
3: Yeah, and I'm not a big controversial guy. And obviously the Frontier, I mean, I've, I've been in the Frontier since uh, – you know, 1983, basically up until, you know, eight years ago when I, when I left Western and, and, uh, and the administrators, ADs, coaches, everybody get along, get along really, really well. But, uh, you know, coach Wes Keller played for me, uh, that all this controversy started with. Um, I'm very tight with the Kellers. Obviously his brother Josh played for me at Western and, and uh, and then I hired Steve, uh, the day I retired, I, I hired him. We didn't do a search committee or anything. I knew Steve was, the guy wanted to follow me at Western and, and my administration let me do that so I have a lot of loyalty to, to the Keller family um, you know are they hard no hard nose coaches sure um, but they're they're really good coaches and and I don't think they're out of line at all um, and I just I just was shocked as the way some of the things were handled and I am sure looking back um, maybe the rocky administration would would maybe like to change the way they, they did it um, but when you jump in you you know you know you know what you're doing when you' when you first do it and you have to hold up to it and you know suspending Wes, it's not like Wes hasn't been there Wes is at rocky for 14 years um and when you're going out of your top five scores sit out um you know, it was shocking to me that you just go to sus- suspend a guy while you're doing your investigation a you got to realize that it's really gonna bring a lot of attention to your school not in a positive way um you know so there's a way to you know, maybe get around that. And then, and then when they did reinstate, um, to maybe not let these girls come back, well, you know, that's not West saying that. It's, and the way I looked at it, I guess, is I'm the basketball coach. I recruit players. I, I play the players and, and the consequences of that are, are, that's my job as the coach. You don't, your administration doesn't tell you who to play and who to recruit. And then all of a sudden they started doing that. Um, you know, so obviously it shows you that somebody in the administration was mad at these girls for making a statement and they were going to make that carry over and punish these girls for that rather than, you know, going through the process. Okay. You went through it, put quotes in the paper that Wes is our guy. And then to still not let these girls come back. And if, if Wes said, you know, Hey, they're not going to play that's That's, that's fine. Wes is the coach, but man, that that was just so backwards um, from the way that I would have done it. And, and, and you know, hopefully the administration above me. If I was that person that was saying we're going back to being normal, then then you know, then you're going to have some power struggles. But I just really thought a few things were backwards in that. Starting with with uh, you know, making West sit out while they investigated this. West is not a new coach. He's been in the. He's been at Rocky for 14 years. They know how West coaches, and and then it just shows you that when your best players are sitting out and supporting you, then it just, you know, that has not been bold on, on that too, um, of the accusations. Um, so yeah, I, I, I was very disappointed. Um, obviously for West, uh, you know, coaches stick together. You can tell with comments on social media, mm-hmm. the coaching, the coaching fraternity high school and in Montana and college, uh, it's a close knit group as you can tell, um, because coaches know how hard it is to coach. There's so much criticism out there, that it's really a, a thankless job. Um, that's why coaches tend to stick together. I I sit in the middle of a lot of sections now, uh, not coaching, and I hear people complaining all the time. And I tell my best buddies, I always stick up for those coaches first. And you know, the fans always have the answers, but the coaches, hey, for the most part, coaches are playing their best players are the ones that fit best because they're there with them every day practicing and and uh, see them in games and you know seeing what they're all about uh, competitive wise and people wise and so, yeah, so I'm always on the, on the coach's side to start with, that's for sure. And definitely try to stick up for, for one of my ex players and, and a very good friend of mine uh, uh, for a long time.
0: As I mentioned, you were also an athletics director. And, I mean, Jeff Malby does a great job down there. And, it, you know, to me, it's a thankless job, too. Um, and I think he was put in, in a bad situation as being kind of the messenger, um, for my understanding. But here's – tell me if this is how you would have handled it. This is how I think it should have been done. Started February 1st. You go in. You say, hey, coach, I got these two girls that are complaining about playing time in your coaching style. Let's all three of us or four of us get in a room. Let's talk it out. And it should have been done in an hour or two, and nobody would have known in the state or anywhere that this meeting took place.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, every – every place would probably do it a little different, but for the most part, you're going to follow HR rules too. I mean, um, you know, we're, we're in a time where, where you have lawsuits and you have complaints. And so, you know, you have your, your handbook that, that, uh, that you cover. First of all, you, you go to your coach and just say, okay, well, what's been going on and find out the story. And, and like you said, you want to get both sides of the story and, and, and figure out, uh, you know, where are we getting along here? And, and then, then, so, you know, is it really that bad? I mean, is it as bad as, as they think it is? And, and ask other players if you have to, as it is in, in small schools too. I mean, hey, Rocky's no different than Western. Man, I knew every, I knew every kid that played, every parent, um <coughs> of those kids. And, and you have a feel. I used to watch practices, not to critique anybody. I just, I just liked being around, uh, the student athlete and, and you want them to think that you're supporting, you know, on and off the field. And so, you know, there had to be some feel, like I said, because of of the situation in these small schools, you have a feel for your team, you know, if, if, if they're doing good as a group, or if they're not doing good as a group, or if, if you don't know that, then your communication with your, with your coaches isn't good enough, because you should know, you should have a feel for all the programs and all your coaches and how they're doing. Um, and and if there if players have a beef, it happens. Man, I I mean I had parents call me and I you know you've had that once in a while. It doesn't happen at the college level as much as it was in high school. But um but yeah, you know everybody would do it a little different. But you definitely somewhere along the line have to talk to the coach, have to talk to the players. Um, you know these are grown ladies. You don't necessarily have to call the, talk to the parents uh, to start with, or maybe ever, just depending on on the magnitude. But definitely, you'd like to feel like maybe you could nip it in the butt so it didn't get as far as it did. And then to just go suspend the coach while you're investigating. And actually forfeited games. I was more, you know, and it's it's a weird year anyway, and Rocky was hit as much as anybody with COVID. They hadn't played as many games, but literally forfeited games because of this situation. So not only did, you know, it's embarrassing for your own school, you actually had players from another school not get to participate in a couple games because you couldn't figure out what was going on through in school. So, um, you know, again, I, I can only say how I would do it. You know, they did it a certain way. Obviously it's coming back. They have horrible publicity for their school right now. Um, And, and I'm sure they'd like to to turn that around as fast as they can. And, um, you know, uh, short, short turnaround, obviously they, they're at Western tonight, which ironically enough, my niece plays for Western. So uh, I'll definitely be watching that game as, as they play. And, and, uh, but yeah, just a tough situation. Um, and maybe like you said, could have been avoided, um, if it was done properly. That's the way I look at it too.
0: Mark Durham, our guest here on the Jason Walker show. And it's just, it just, it's, 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 just a bad deal all the way around. And, um, you know, as, as a sports talk show guy, you know, it's great content for a couple of weeks for us, but I think the off season now is going to be really hard because, Knowing what I do know about the press release that's going to be issued later on tonight, but how, do, how, do, how does Coach Keller move on? How does the assistant coaches move on um, together because there's conflict there? How does the players that, you know, Izzy Spruitt was on the lone senior, and she said even if they were reinstated last week when, when Coach Keller was, there's no trust in that locker room, whether it's the JV girls or, or the, uh, the varsity girls. How does Rocky move on now as a program?
3: Oh yeah, that's the million dollar question. There's there's no book out there that, that gives you this scenario. I you know I'm not I'm not sure exactly how you handle it. I don't know if there's a perfect answer. Uh, and and how do you salvage it? Uh, there's there's no doubt it. it well, it, it's a little similar to a, like a, if there's a strike and you have union workers and you have people that go over the picket line. I mean, I can't imagine what the locker room would, you know would be like uh, after that. Um, And a lot of times it'll play itself out too. And maybe that's what will happen. Um, You know, who knows with coaches and players of, of who wants to come back, who doesn't, I mean, you might even have a couple of the good players just disappointed in your school and they just want to get out of there and it has nothing to do with their coach or, or, you know, or maybe some of the disgruntled players obviously uh, don't come back, um, you know, because the coach is back or the other girls are back. It's a tough one. That, that one's not going to be easy. That's, that is the million-dollar question. I don't think there's an exact right answer, um, and West uh, really will have his his uh, work cut out uh, for him with that, uh, for sure.
0: Uh, I brought this up the first time it ha- or the first time we heard about this was the quote-unquote abrasive coaching style, um, but I was my first thought was, and you can you can attest to this. Has anybody ever seen his dad coach? <laughs> <laughs> or or Brad Hughes? I mean, uh, or uh, Sean Hughes up at Northern? I mean. It's the frontier is full of some passionate coaches that are fantastic coaches and would never disparage a player at all. Um, But yeah, have they ever seen any of these other coaches in the frontier?
3: Well, that's not just the ones you named. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's nationally there. Everybody has different coaching styles. Um, And, you know, there's a, you know, is there a fine line on being too tough? Well, times have changed a little too. We're, you know, Hey, Kids are different. We didn't, you know, I didn't grow up with, with video games and cell phones. And I mean, we grew up outside playing games, riding bikes, mowing lawns when we grew up to get money. And you know, our poor kids, this society is set up to grow up as a couch potato, man. Uh, I grew up, you know, with about three channels to start with. Luckily we got some cable and three forks be, before I, I got out of there. But I mean, they have 200 channels a day. They have, you know, at any given time, can watch TV for hours. They have video games where they can play against their buddies in different towns. They have cell phones that even myself is guilty of. You know, if you feel like you lost your cell phone, you feel like the end of the world is coming. But it is all set up to where we just aren't – times are just different. Um, And more people are involved, and because of social media, more stuff gets put out there. Um, So, yeah – it's not even maybe the kids' fault. They're just the it's the way that that society is right now. And with that being said, um the transfer rules and kids transferring. I mean, as we know, the the transfer portal portal in the NCAA is is ridiculous. No, you know, Coach DeCure is going through that at U of M right now, where where he's got a few in there. And and you know, same thing. He's a tough coach, good coach, sure, yep. great coach, but but he's tough on kids and doesn't tell them what they want to hear and. And all of a sudden, uh, if things go bad, bam, I'm out of here. And that's, yeah, so times are different too. Um, uh, but again, it, even I, I hired Coach Keller. I went to bat for Coach Keller when I was retiring. I, we did a bunch of that this was going to go down. We didn't tell anybody. Um, I wanted to watch my daughter participate in college at MSU and, and, you know, almost impossible to do that if I'm coaching college at the same time. And, and, and I knew he could really flat out coach and man, um, he came in and I went to bat for him because I, I knew he was a hard coach, but I never thought once that he was over the line. Um, I thought he got the best out of, of people, and the way to tell is at the end of the day, uh, when it's all said and done, and, and they love their coach, man, that then you know when the majority, you're not going to please every kid. Doesn't matter if you're, uh, uh, you know, softy coach or a hard nosed coach, They're, you know, you're not going to please every kid. But at the end of the day, if the majority of the kids are, are looking at your coach and they respect him and, and they they like him, uh, that guy's a good coach. So. Um yeah, it's just a different time, and that's, that's part of the problem now,
0: too. Uh, Bill Dreykos, and also down at Rocky, is pretty passionate. I mean, he's the guy that will run halfway out on the floor, and then you got guys like Rob Tesh and Kevin Flayto that would never give him a technical. Um, I bring those guys up because we know them really well, and I, I, I like to have fun with those officials. Uh, Dwyer's another one. Uh, Mark Durham joining us. Let me ask you this. Would you be able to coach right now based off the last 10 years of – you know, with social media exploding and the way that kids are and every, you know, participation trophy and the, the me, me first era of, of, of athletes.
3: Oh, I think so. Cause the number one thing I miss is just being around the kids, man. I mean, you just, hey, I, I got goosebumps right now as I'm saying this. You just, you know, hey, Kevin Flater, you said he played for me. You know, Josh Keller, and you get, the West Wes Holmquist, all these guys, when, when you still get texts from them or they'll, they'll, they'll be out. You know, having fun together and they, they send you some quote that you gave them at halftime or those, you made a difference on kids and that at the end of the day, that's why you're in it. Um, and you're not going to do it to every kid, but you know, you, you feel like you made a difference and hopefully, you know, I got a lot of guys that play for me out coaching, uh, uh, and you know, support them all the time. And, and so you, you hopefully they took something from you. And it's not going to, they're not going to do everything that you did or, but if you just made a difference in a per- person's lives and for me, I just try to be, you know, hey, glass house full, uh, you know, have fun. We only live once, let's get after it and, and enjoy the process. Uh, but I would do it in a heartbeat. Now, are there yeah, are are there some hurdles that maybe you didn't have uh ten years ago or twenty years ago for sure? Because 'Cause you're sure not getting getting in them for the pay unless you, you're lucky enough to get up to the SEC in the Pac twelve. Yeah. Um, you know, you're making peanuts. You're making peanuts doing it, uh, and you're, you know, there's no teachers getting rich. Um, and, and that's not why we did it when we, when we signed up for it, but I would definitely do it again. Cause that's the part, the part that you miss. The part you don't miss is home from LC at six in the morning when the sun's coming up into Dylan and you go home and then, you know, four hours later, you're back at the gym on a Sunday night lifting with your guys. Cause you know, that's what you're supposed to do, but, um, so yeah, I, I definitely would. And most of the coaches would still do it, but it also, it, it, I think it gets. It gets coaches to get out of it sooner, maybe than they used to, just because it wears you down a little more.
0: So, was LC the worst road trip in the frontier for you when you coached?
3: LC is tough. It's it, it's just a hard place to get to. You know, you know, you it's two lane going in there. It's, yeah, it's a rough one. And then even the, the interstate. what's did the St. Regis and have to go over the you know, you go over a pass or two, Fourth of July, and look out, and, mm. you know, it just takes a long time, and then back in the day, we had Westminster with us, so you had, oh, yeah. you had to throw in the 12-hour, either from Salt Lake to Lewiston, or from Lewiston to Salt Lake, um, nobody ever swept that trip in, in all the years, if you were lucky enough to get one out of two, it was lucky, and that hardly ever happened, even Coach Turcotte, who had awesome teams at Carroll, and I had a couple really good teams, and and obviously even Rocky and Northern, but you just it just didn't happen because it was such a tough road trip. Um, but yeah, that was a tough one. That LC game, I think was <laughs> was the toughest one for sure.
0: I only got to go to Westminster once. That was, uh, and then I played. Where did we get? It was my first year in fourteen. So they, we started at Westminster. They won both teams, men and women. Came back, stayed in Idaho Falls that night, Thursday night and then Friday got into Dillon and then played Western the next night, which uh I mean two great coaches. Yeah, at the that, time that's there.
3: not yeah, that's not a bad road trip. That one that one's very doable. It is easy it's you know, I fifteen straight down straight back. Right,
0: right.
3: That's that's not a bad one. But you, you throw out to Western and all of a sudden it's see Westminster. Oh man that yeah. that was a rip yeah, that was that was a tough one.
0: All right. F- favorite gym to coach in not named uh
3: Stroll gymnasium. Favorite to coach in, not named Stroud. Well, you know, besides bleeding uh red and black, I also bleed blue and gold. So I mean, I would say I, I I never did coach against my brother. We we scheduled about four different times and then at the end of the day we never ended up doing it. But we did schedule one the year he ended up retiring and Brad Hussein took over and my nephew Casey was playing. So we played the Bobcats that year. And uh so to get the coach in, in Bozeman at at the, at the Brick Breeding, that was pretty special for me. Um, and we were actually only down a couple at half. Um, so that was even more fun. Um, uh, just enough to, cause Will Disley and, and Casey were playing oh. at that time or not Will, I said Will, sorry, and yeah. Disley and, and, uh, you know, those guys are my, are my boys. So it was, it was really fun to, to coach there. I, I, I keep saying I wish, I mean, it would be easy now because we have cell phones and phones, but I wanted, I looked back then. The one thing I do regret is I wish I, I wish I would have took a picture of every gym I coached in, you know, from, from my, you know, my Western days of playing and, and coaching with Casey, to, even when I was at Miles Community College. I, the best part of the, the – well, I have a couple of small gyms that, that were unique um, when I was at MCC. Uh, north Dakota, Botano, UNV Botano. When you drive into Botano, you go to Williston, then you got to go all the way to Minot, and then you head north like 90 miles. And then you, you hang a, you hang a right and go east for about 15 miles. You drive into Botville and it says like UNC Botello School of, uh, Forestry. And you look around and there isn't the a tree in sight. And I could never figure out, I mean, you could see all the way to Canada. And I'm thinking, okay, I, I'm not sure where they're driving, but I, I didn't see the forest. But this little gym, it, it, it was just unique. It looked like a little hockey rink and it only held about 50 people. And I never won there. I was only three. And then I, I did them in, I did them in miles and beat them 104 to 52 and my booster guys be like, why can't you beat this team up at Botno? I said, well, there's no witnesses up there in Botno and you haven't, you haven't been up there. Um and then another one, uh, United Tribe, uh, had like this sport court in Bismarck. That was a tough one too. Um and it was just a little Ricky gym. I remember those out of the blue, but anyway, I wish I would have took a Polaroid. Back in the day, most people don't even know what Polaroid oh, is anymore. Yeah, I but, do, <laughs> but I wish I had. A, I wish I had a scrapbook of all the gyms I I played or coached. And I think that would be pretty pretty dang neat to, to show somebody. But, well, um, but I anyway, ha- good I, memories though.
0: I have a great idea. It's a summer trip. You do some golfing, but you you should go to all these old gyms and just take a quick picture, and you do some golfing on the way. I just I think that's a perfect summer trip for you.
3: Oh. I think it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you guys remember? I mean, I can still remember the year I had Matt Ludke and and uh, and I had the uh, big Bo Sedgeberg that came over from my brother, the big six ten kid. And three weeks, and we were really good that year. We got ranked like number seven that year. But we in three weeks in a row, we did a Minot. I used to go to Minot and Dickinson at Thanksgiving so I could swoop my girls in Miles City. Um so they could go with me up until obviously they got in high school sports. But we'd go and stay in Miles City, go up to find out play, and then we would eat literally at eat Thanksgiving dinner in a in a flying J in Bismarck, North Dakota on the way back to Dickinson. and did that for like seven straight years. Um, and three weeks in a row we did that and then we went all the way down and played southern Utah in a single game, a D one game, came home and then the next weekend we went all the way over to Legrand to play Eastern Oregon Tournament, play them in the College of Idaho. And, you know, drove in a 15 passenger van, pulling a, pull a trailer so you could put your luggage in there. And you just did it. You know, you, you just did it. And uh, so my point is man, there's a lot of miles to get pictures of all those
0: oh, That's true. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Final question. Favorite player not named Kevin Flato?
3: Favorite player not named Kevin Flato? Um,
0: everyone else?
3: <laughs> everyone else. One that sticks out in my mind, we, uh, we had JVs. We, Kevin and I, Kevin A and I added JVs over there for the men and women because we have, we had so many, and still do, so many Western coaches and teachers around the state of Montana. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just easy to get as players. Well, first couple of years I'm at, I'm at Western. I mean, you know, you got everybody calling you, all your, all the Western coaches saying, Hey, I got this kid. I got this kid. And, you know, so you got 20, 25 guys on the roster, but you know, you can't, if you keep them all, you can't play them all. And so, we went to the administration say, hey, let's add JVs. We'll play the, we'll play play the JCs, we'll get a couple other schools to add JVs, and and uh, and then at that time played uh, played Salish Kootenai and a few of those, and and gave him some games. Well, I had Shane Skelton was a guy a uh, uh, guy from Geyser, Montana, man, and he came and I mean he was a JV player all the way, but he was 6'3", athletic, played so hard, and. He just kinda of became my right hand man and this is when Josh Keller was playing since they ended up being pretty good buddies. Um but never complained, never asked to be on varsity. Well, we I don't know if we had a couple guys and a guy ineligible, a couple guys hurt, so I moved him up just to travel with it. He sat in the front of that van and he was a country kid, so I liked him because being a ranch kid, he would he would hook up and unhook the damn trailer on that on that van, which I just hated that kind of stuff. I mean, I was a city kid from some folks, you know. And uh so I, I needed a guy like that. Um and I think that year, I'm not even sure I had an assistant that year because of course, you know, in the front frontier, we had $3,000 for, for a full-time assistant. And, you know, how do you find somebody, you know, in Montana to help you out for three grand? But, um, but he ended up just being one of my favorite players of all time. He literally, like the last weekend of the year, we're playing at home and, uh, and I threw him in and he is so excited. This is an absolute true story. He goes out and he jump stops. And he dislocates his big toe. He literally played about five minutes. And we have to take him to the hospital. And it's the grossest thing I've ever seen or heard of. Right. Uh-huh. And I go, you know, I show up to the hospital. to check on him. And, I mean, he here's a kid that says, oh, Coach Durham, you didn't have to come over. And, you know, and he comes back and he thinks he's going to play, like, the next night. And I'm like, no, you're not playing. But, anyway, he just sticks out of my mind. I mean, hey, all the guys have played for me. Um, you know, and most of them you, you you'd like to think they all like you. you know, of course, they all they all probably don't. But um, I just feel like I had a personality and, and got along with them for you know uh pretty dang good. So yeah, love all my ex players, but that's that's just one of those feel good ones that hey, kids showed up, appreciated every single thing you did for them. And uh, and here I am telling a story about him. And now he's back home, and, uh, you know, running the ranch and guys in Geyser, Montana, and he checks in with me once in a while. And that's cool. And uh, that's the stuff that makes you feel good about, you know, coaching.
0: Well, I appreciate the time. Um, I, I got so many more questions for you. I'm gonna have to have you back on.
3: If you get me back any time, hey, I'm an insurance guy now. You know. Yeah, we, you don't do anything now. We, well, we have a little extra time. You know, nobody ever wants to talk to their insurance guy unless they have a claim. So, true. True. Uh, other, other, other than that, you you know, they're paying too much money. And it's all your fault, but um yep i'm always available you hit me up whenever
0: you need me appreciate it mark durham uh take care stay safe and uh say hi to uh to cali for me will you absolutely have a great day
3: all right
0: thanks coach that is mark durham joining us on the mike miller state farm hotline so there you go a little uh fun a little seriousness with the questions and um good time if you miss anything go to JasonWalkerShow.com. quick break come right back mark Sampson joining us next Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Welcome back, Jason Walker Show. Last segment brought to you by Rutgers Furniture. Make the quality choice for your home at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. That was fun talking to Mark Durham. Good times. I have to, we'll have to have him on again. Just talk basketball and old stories. Um, great dude. Great family as well. So, uh, All right. On the same in History is coming up. We're still waiting for the press release because um, I, I don't want to get in trouble for breaking the news. Although there's news about to come out of Rocky in the next, uh, who knows? It could be literally any second from now or it could be as soon as we get off the air, which maybe that's what they're waiting <laughs> for because <laughs> uh, I've been pretty hard on Rocky administration lately. But – there is some other news I want to talk about, and uh, had Kyle Sampson on earlier today. Montana Tech has a freshman football player, Isaiah Alec, who uh, had been dealing with some pain and found out he had cancer about a month and a half, or about a week and a half ago, rather. Had his first surgery last night, and uh, this is going to take us past the top of the hour, so uh, those on TreasureStateRadio.com, if you missed anything or want to listen to the rest, uh, JasonWalkerShow.com. But uh, here's Kyle Sampson, and he joins us now here on the Mark or on the uh, Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Well, Coach, I appreciate you joining me. It's been a while since we chatted, and uh, we were just talking. You haven't really done anything in a year except just sit in your office and and talk to recruits, and and I guess draw up plays that aren't happening right now. <laughs>
4: yeah, it's been a interesting first year for sure, Jason. You know, nothing that uh nothing ever thought would happen but uh, you know just uh you know keep plugging away and keep working hard with all the kids and um, you know excited for that that opportunity when that comes hopefully sooner than later we can get on the football field and and go out and do what we all love to do
0: real quick before we talk about the the real reason I wanted to get you on today but uh, you guys opted out along with Western um, do you think the frontier is going to actually be able to play with uh, five teams
4: um you know, I, that's a hard one to say. I mean, you know, for us here at Tech, we, we just didn't think there was any chance we'd make it through with our testing.
0: Um,
4: you know, we, we we came back after Christmas and we're, we're fully preparing to get ready to go. And every time we tested for our surveillance testing, which was only 25% of our team every week, um, we had a positive case that knocked out a whole position group or a whole side of the ball. Um, you know, and then with the Frontier Conference rules, uh, with having to test, you know, all of our kids and our coaches every single when we're playing. Games. Um, the, the feasibility and the math of that, we just didn't think was going to work. Um, you know, so, I mean, we were, we were, we were sure hoping that we were going to be able to play, but, um, we just didn't think we'd make it. So we thought the best thing for our program right now is to, to keep our kids in school. The quarantines have really hit us hard where we've got a couple kids on our team that have missed 40 days of school this year because of, you know, the 10 to 14 day quarantines and, um, it was really putting a lot of pressure and stress on them, you know, obviously not being in class for that long, uh, isn't, isn't an easy thing to do, you know, as far as passing your classes. Um, so we're really hoping that we can get out and just do a full, a full spring ball. Um, we're actually not going to do that until after our semester ends. Um, we have a different semester this year because of COVID where we don't have a spring break. And so where our kids are actually, their last day of school is going to be the middle of April, um, because we're going straight through and, and so we're going to do a couple of weeks of spring ball right when they're done with school just to kind of make sure that, you know, there's less people on campus and the the chance of quarantining and all that stuff it goes down tremendously. So we're hoping to get a couple of weeks of practice in, uh, you know, the end of April and then, you know, be fully ready to go for summer and, and
0: excited to, to
4: hopefully get back to a normal <laughs> fall camp in August. Uh, if that, if that, whatever normal is, right? I don't know. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, as normal as we can get, Coach, that would be great. Kyle yeah. Sampson joining us, the Montana Tech Football coach. Um, all right, so the news came out last week. One of your, um, or diggers, um, found out, I guess, uh, nine days ago that he's got a very rare cancer, and uh, Isaiah Alec, is. Uh, he had surgery yesterday. Um, take me through, let's start there. How's he doing? I'm sure you've talked with him since yesterday. How'd that go?
4: Yeah, um, you know, he's doing okay. Um, you know, this first surgery... Um, that he had uh, yesterday uh, was actually to, to put a, a steel rod in his, in his leg uh, from his from his hip, uh, you know, in his femur. Um, unfortunately, the uh, the tumor, one of the, one of his tumors, and that, that's the sad part is there. He found out about one of them last week, and then just in the last week they they found that it's spread. Um, but so one of his tumors is on his femur, um, and they're really the doctors were really worried about because of the size of it that the femur would fracture. Um, so yesterday was just kind of a thing that just kind of came out of the blue in the last 48 hours where they needed to, to stabilize that femur. Um, so he's out in Spokane. He, he got that uh, rod um, and some screws put in yesterday uh, so that they were really worried that just even walking and stepping the wrong way could, could fracture his leg. Um, so that was the first thing. And then today he's going to find out um, kind of his his next plan of attack as far as where he needs to go for his cancer treatment and meet with his cancer team um right now they're they're talking uh, either Seattle or Minnesota uh, at the Mayo Clinic um and so he he should know a little bit more today it sounds like um as far as where where his next steps are um but they said as far as the surgery yesterday with the with the rod and everything that the, that went well um yeah I was able to speak to him and his mom last night and um he was he was in good spirits um you know, very very nervous, obviously, uh, but uh, been pretty amazing. His his, uh, his attitude in, in the last 10, 10 days with with finding out the information he's found out has been tremendous. And um, you know, we're just we're we're just here to support him and help him out any way we can. And I mean, never never in your wildest dreams with you would you expect as an eighteen year old kid to be to be getting the news you're getting right now. So,
0: um,
4: but uh, we're hoping to know kind of his next steps and plan of attack here within the next couple of days.
0: Kyle Sampson, the head coach of Montana Tech, joining us. And, and one thing that stood out to me in the article, a great article was done at 406MT Sports. Um, but he said, Isaiah uh, said, I don't want to die. And that just hit me. I mean, nobody nobody says that. I mean, that's not their first thoughts. But this is an 18-year-old kid, and that was, you know, obviously publicly saying that I don't want to die. Man, it just that just struck me, Coach, and and what an amazing kid. But you just feel yeah, for it for him and his family.
4: Yeah, for sure. And um, you know, just it, it, it's been a, it's been a really crazy you know the last year for everybody. You know, and Isaiah is just a freshman for us, and um, you know came in came in this fall, and you know uh, came in injured, you know, at, at what we thought was an injury at that point. Um, you know um, started out with just some some kind of pains you know behind his knee and in, a in kind of lower hamstring and you know so you know naturally I mean we you know we're, we're treating it for a hamstring pull or a, and, and then they're looking at more of the knee and it just never got better um you know and so right around christmas time the family um, you know it was like you know this isn't getting better and he, he hasn't been able to really do much at all and so they went in you know seeing a couple specialists and then waited a couple weeks to get the results back and then yeah just a a couple weeks or about a week ago I guess week and a half ago he was kind of let know that you know he there was a tumor back there and so they they, they did a biopsy on it. um, The interesting thing about this is it's it's a very rare cancer that you know wasn't even wasn't even recognized as a cancer until I I could be wrong here it was either 2011 or 2013 um, that it actually was even you know, recognizable as a cancer. So it's, very young, you know, in, in, in the stages and also young in what they know about it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it, it, it's, a scary time for sure. And, and, and uh, you know, he, he's definitely got a, got a fight ahead of him, but um, you know, like I said, he's a, he's a one, one heck of a kid and a tough kid that um, you know, it's, it's been amazing uh, just the support from, from the whole state of Montana. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, just looking at it, it's pretty cool to, to follow the, the different uh, people's names on the GoFundMe account, just the people that have shared um, his story. I mean, it reaches all across Montana in, in all levels of, you know, from Class C people from small towns to, to AA towns, and, and, and it's been amazing just the amount of people that have reached out, that have wanted to help out, you know, depending on, you know, whether they, whether they you know, care about the ore Diggers or not, you know, it, 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 it's way above that, and, um, just so many people that have reached out and, and helped, you know, donate to his cause and, uh, just su- super appreciative. And it really shows you that really the type of people in Montana, just, uh, you know, always, even, even, even now, you know, this, you know, going through COVID where it's been some hard time for some people, uh, to be able to, to be able to donate money during this, this time is pretty
0: awesome. You mentioned something just now, Coach, that really stood out. And it doesn't matter if you're an ore digger, if you're a saint, if you are a cat grizz, it, it Northern Light it doesn't matter. Um, everybody comes together in the state of Montana, and we've seen this time and time again um, for first instances like this. I just I wish we could get rid of cancer. Um, yeah, you know that's the, and it's just it sucks. But especially when it's an 18 year old kid who's just starting his life, you know, on his own. Um, how's the tech community I guess how what's the tech football plan um, obviously you're not I mean you're going to be there for 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 this kid Isaiah Alec from uh, until the very end I mean when he steps onto that field as an oar digger as a wide receiver um, that's the plan right 100 percent and that's you know that's his goal and and um, you know it, and that, I think that was the hardest
4: thing you know especially this fall with you know not playing and you know, like I said, he couldn't even do workouts because he was he was hurt. Um, you know, he, he was a tremendous tremendous high school athlete from Charlotte and state champion. The rest of last year, that never lost a match. And um, you know, just a, a kid that you know we have you know has tremendous potential, and we have big plans for him here at Tech, and he's going to be a, a heck of a player for us someday. And and that's his goal. And I and, I, and, and we know that's going to happen. Where he's gonna he's gonna fight this. He's gonna beat it. And we can't wait to you know whatever that may be. Hopefully, it's next fall if it's not for the next fall, um, you know, the next year after that, but, um, you know, he, he wants to get back here and, and, and get back on the field and get back and going to school and, and around his buddies. And, um, you know, it, like I said, it, I think it's awesome. Just, to, his mindset of, Hey, you know, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to beat this and, and I'm going to get back on the field and, 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 show everybody that I can play football again. And, um, you know, and obviously that's, that's the least amount of our worries right now. We just want yeah. him to, to get better and get healthy and, um, and he will for sure. Um But, you know, pretty cool. And I think it really, you know, really opens your eyes and, and, and it just kind of makes you remember and, and be thankful for the things that you have every day in your life. When, um, you know, some of the things that we all in this world worry about and um, stress about, you know, aren't really that important compared yeah. to, you know, someone that's really fighting for his life right now. Um But uh yeah, he's a, he, he's got a great attitude. And I think, you know, um, just talking to other people that have been cancer survivors, you know, that's, that's a big part of it. You know, that, just that having that mental attitude where you know you got to fight every day, um, you know, I think that's going to help him tremendously.
0: Well, just in the last year, I mean, we've seen um, a capital kid uh, go through it and, and still battling with the cancer. We've seen, uh, you know, uh, Jeff Shirley from Carroll Football uh, with leukemia. Yep. And, and, of course, Luke denherder I'm sure, is – going to reach out to Isaiah as well. I mean, there's, there's enough in the community that have gone through this that uh, too many, like I said, but um, too many have gone through this, but they can reach out and really help Isaiah through this as well. And, and again, it doesn't matter if you're a digger, you're a saint, nobody cares at this point um, what colors you're wearing. Isaiah Alec, we wish him the best. How much research have you done coach on, the type of bone cancer that this is. I can't pronounce it. I'm not even going to try it. But other than just knowing that it's a very rare vascular bone disease.
4: Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know, that's the first thing. When he he first told me, he didn't know how to pronounce it. And, um, you know, I'm like you. I I won't even try to pronounce it. Um, (laughs) That's kind of above above my pay grade. Um, But, uh, you know, yeah, that's the first thing you do is, right, you get on there and you Google it and, and kind of try to see and learn about it. Um, yeah, it's just. It, I think that's the kind of the crazy thing about it is it. It's so unknown. There's not a lot of research about it because there hasn't been that many cases. Um, but uh, you know, just just learning about it. I mean, it, it, you know, it, it, it's a. It's definitely not a. a you know, I, I hate to say it. I don't even know what the best way to say it is, but it's not a. It's not something that you know is is going to be easy. I guess um, if that makes sense. Where it doesn't sound. You know, it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough one, um, but, uh, you know, that's one thing he said. He's like, I don't know anything about it, Coach, but I'm going to make sure that, you know, 10 years from now that I'm, I'm one of the guys that people talk about that beat it, and I'm going to help somebody else. And that's, that's pretty awesome. And I, I really appreciate you bringing up a couple of those names, um, two people that I know really well, you know, was, was able to play and against Jeff Shirley, yeah. um, competed against him, and a kid that uh, actually, you know, we had a long conversation this summer um, about a couple of different things, and, and an inspiration to me just the way he's he's battled and, and fought back through that. And obviously, one of my great friends from high school, uh, Luke Denherder, who was my brother's age, um, you know, everything he's been through and how many times he's beat it. Um, you know, and that, that you, you really brought up a, a great point, and that's something that, you know I'll probably do today is reach out to Luke. Um, I think Luke would be a tremendous person for, for Isaiah to talk to, um, you know, and then another, another great player, you know, uh, Fauntleroy from Carol that, 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 had, that had the terrible news, you know, uh, about a year and a half ago now, um, but are all success stories, right? And that's the cool thing about that is that all these guys have fought it and beat it, um, and, and like you said, just the support that they all had, um, you know, really just, like I said, the same thing with Isaiah. It's incredible just the, the amount of people in, in this state and all the communities that, uh, you know, whether they're athletically, you know, uh, people, athletic people or not, you um, you know, just the support that our kids have gotten is incredible. And, um, you know, I, I I think that that's a great point you made where, you know, just being able to hear a story from a, from a person that's gone through it, um, you know, that's, that's definitely a thing that I think would help Isaiah tremendously.
0: Well, Kyle Sampson joining us here, the uh, GoFundMe page. We're uh, obviously going to share it on Facebook and Twitter and everywhere we can, but you can search Isaiah Alec, A-L-L-I-K, on GoFundMe and uh, and help out nearly thirty thousand dollars in just over three days, and that's um, that says a lot. Like you said, Coach, about the uh, the state of Montana and the uh, community that we have, the love that we have for each other. So um, that's that's wonderful. Uh, appreciate it uh, joining us, Coach, giving us the update on Isaiah, and uh, hopefully we can talk uh, in the summer about maybe actually playing some football.
4: <laughs> that sounds great, buddy, and I, I really appreciate you reaching out and, and, and having me on, and, and really spreading the spreading the good word about Isaiah. Um, that means a lot to me, and, and and for myself and the and all the the team, and, and especially from Isaiah's family. I told them that we'd be on today, and um, you know they, they really appreciate you know all the support and everybody you know spreading the word. So uh, I can't thank you enough for
0: for having me on today. It is uh, our pleasure, coach. And uh, give us an update anytime, and uh, we'll we'll be here for you
4: awesome i appreciate that buddy take care
0: that is uh, kyle sampson on the mike miller state farm hotline and talking about isaiah alec who uh, uh just found out a week and a half ago he has cancer in the legs and it's a very rare bone cancer um go to gofundme you can actually go to our twitter page at uh, j sports or our facebook pages as well uh did get an update from isaiah's mom yesterday So he had his surgery at seven thirty in the morning, uh, or at nine thirty in the morning, and she got to uh, took a few hours. Like Coach Sampson said, they placed uh, uh, screws and a rod on his right femur. But um, she, uh, he said, he wanted to get out of the hospital and come home, so he proved to the staff it wouldn't be a problem. They were on the road back to Montana around five yesterday. Uh, He had like a basically like an epidural. But uh, so he wasn't uncomfortable on the ride home. His mom says uh, Isaiah was chatty, talked about his future the entire time, laughed, listened to music, talked about a tattoo they want to get together. A wonderful drive, no plan of action for treatment that'll come in about a week or so. Um, but because of the generosity, um, they were ready to go anywhere, anytime. And again, GoFundMe.com. Uh, um, and she says in spite of the. Um, circumstances being in Spokane, they had a great time, went to the mall, went to the Nike store, a great dinner, uh, hanging out at the hotel. And the fact that uh, his mom says, quote, Isaiah's attitude towards having a life-threatening cancer is absolutely inspiring. I am so effing proud of this young man. He is comforting 90% of the people that reach out towards him. And it is amazing. End quote. Uh, Hashtag Isaiah strong. And, uh, we donated Jason Walker show and that's not a braggy thing. That's just we're helping out. And we want you to too uh, as well. So um there you go. Wish the best for Isaiah. All right, we are still uh efforting and waiting for the press release from uh Rocky Mountain College that will discuss what happened in yesterday's meeting with the uh, six girls and parents uh from the team that were not uh taken back when Wes Keller was reinstated, and they were not taken back by Rocky administration, not coaching staff. Still waiting for that. Wes Keller is coaching right now the Rocky team at UM Western in the quarterfinals of the Frontier Conference playoffs. Uh, You can follow on Twitter at Sports. I'm sure we'll have that press release soon. We'll talk about it tomorrow as well um, as soon as it comes out which will be tonight probably, they're probably listening in Billings right now, waiting for us to get off the air so that they can issue this press release. Uh, today is February the 25th. It is Chili Day. It is Toast Day, Chocolate-Covered Nut Day, and Clam Chowder Day. Uh, 1924 on this date, Marie Boyd scored 156 points in a Maryland high school basketball game. The score was 163-3. to three. Uh, Thomas Yockey bought the Red Sox in 1933 on this date. First televised hockey game, the Rangers and the Canadians in 1940. Uh, Let's see. Muhammad Ali won his first world heavyweight boxing title when he TKO'd Sonny Liston in 1964. Uh, Mike Tyson knocked out Frank Bruno in five for the heavyweight boxing title in 1989. And Samuel Colt patented the first multi-shot revolving cylinder revolver, enabling the firearm to be fired multiple times without reloading. The Colt. 45 would forever change the West. I need to get one. I need to get a Colt 45 just to have because they're cool. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. All right. uh, Had a good time uh, talking with Mark Durham. And former uh, UM Western coach and athletic director, also uh, in the Bulldog Hall of Fame down there at Montana Western. Great dude. And uh, wish him the best of health as he is now uh, recovering from cancer uh, three years now. And uh, Isaiah Alec, we wish you the best. Our, uh, I know you're back home in Montana, and uh, what a stud. Anybody, I mean, this kid didn't lose in wrestling his senior year last year at Charlo, state champ. He can beat cancer. And uh, if you need anything, reach out to us at uh, Jaywalker Walker Sports on the Twitter. You can email Jason at jasonwalkershow.com. And that goes for uh, listeners, too. But, all right. Expect an announcement on our Twitter at Jaywalker Sports tonight about Rocky Mountain College and the six girls booted off the team. We'll talk about it tomorrow on the show. We'll also be joined by Lori Joe Neubauer, who will talk about what happened 15 years ago with her sister and another girl at Rocky. Same type of deal. Also, uh, Steve Keller will join us tomorrow to talk Providence basketball. We'll know who the Argos play Saturday nights in the semifinals. Quarterfinals tonight. Good luck to all the Frontier teams. Good luck to all the great high school action going on across the state right now as well. As you get ready for state tournaments Uh, next week, the State A boys and girls, and two weeks uh, from now, everything else. We'll do it tomorrow at 4. Go to JasonWalkerShow.com. We'll see you at 4 tomorrow. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.